Playhouse. There's a part in Henry VIII. Pretend you're the girl. You're watching the king. You've heard ugly things of me. You've heard I'm cruel and treacherous and middle-aged. Not much to look at, you see. But in your simplicity, you've seen deeper than all this. I have. You've seen that I'm thwarted and unhappy. A great man who can trust no one just because he's great. Who isn't sure he'll ever find out what real love means. Who's always hunting for it more and more desperately. Greatness all too often weaves a background of loneliness. Such was the case of this man, Robert Knoll, whose acting all England paid homage. Author's Playhouse presents I.A.R. Wiley's poignant story, Command Performance. Robert Knoll, former actor found dead in apartment. Stage manager Norton blames alcoholism. Robert Knoll. Oh, I say that's too bad about him. But he almost made the top, he did. Almost. Now Ben Norton is enemy right in the story. Come on, performance. What does he know about it? Norton, a stage manager who couldn't see beyond his own miserable life. And there were others like him. Isabel. Isabel the sharp-tongued. She saw in Noel's perfection. And she hated him for it. Fred, who took her words for truth because he had no head of his own to do his thinking. And Jenny. Jenny, who could have done so much good. Caused so much bad almost without knowing it. Who could have written Noel's life story? Who but Robert himself? This story here in the paper is not the truth. But I was stage dolman of his theater. I remember one night about a year ago when a rehearsal was going on. For heaven's sake, show some proper feeling, girl. In this play, I'm supposed to be the king of England. I'm about to rid myself of a worthy, though tiresome wife, and take a new one. But I've still got my eyes in my head. You're a pretty piece. Anne Boleyn isn't going to last forever. And you know it. You might be the next in line. We'll show you know it. Don't just read lines. Live your part. Hold on. 
Give her a chance. She's a new one, Noel. New or not, Norton, this has got to be right. You're a stage manager. You know that. I, I think I understand, sir. I'll try again. And you, Isabel, you ought to break for a moment. Inwardly, you're supposed to feel what's going to happen. And where the place is, Fred? Here I am. Just remember, Fred, you're supposed to be a great cardinal. Don't behave like a tough penny hit penny office boy. We'll take our lives again. Make it good this time. All right, everyone. Places. Sir, I desire you to... Come in, come in. Hey, you give a man a chance. Oh, hello, Inspector. Hello. It's a wonder you recognize me in all this air fog. <laughs> thick enough to cut into pieces, it is. He's a brave man. You ought to be out in a night like this. Come in, come in, come in. Ah, it is a night for ghosts. To tell the truth, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a ghost or two around this way. Uh, the actor's still at it, eh? You can't keep acting folk out of the theater, no matter what. Yes, this old place has seen a lot of them. Henry Irving, Ellen Terry. Well, dead or alive, I'll bet they'd be poking around somewhere on a spooky night like this yeah. here. How's the play going? Yeah, when His Majesty Noel begins his hollering, it's a good sign. Well, you'll be having another of these first night beatdowns before long. And my traffic will be all tied up in knots again. <laughs> Sometimes I wish they'd put me back in a nice, quiet suburb. <laughs> Not you, Inspector. I'll get your pass to reply one of your off nights. And I'll wager it'll be just like it used to be. I saw Bellbone Tree. And this here Robert Noel walks right alongside of him. Aye, so I'll be seeing Henry the Eight. He with the Eight Wives. Heaven help him. <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> yes, this is Robert Noel. He isn't any, is he? No, and it's sad, too. Noel lives in a lonely world, Inspector. Uh, from what they tell me, he's made it lonely for himself. Yes, you'll hear that talk. Take my word for it, it's not true. There's a heart of gold in Robert Noel, but very few have ever given him reason to show it. Most of them around here hate him for his success. Hey, maybe this prey will be the one to make the command performance for Noel. It might indeed, Inspector. It might indeed. Well, see you soon. Keep your door locked. Can't tell who can walk in. Uh, don't worry about me, Inspector. I can handle myself. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Uh, 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 blame me. You scared the living daylights out of me, miss. I'm sorry if I startled you, but is rehearsal over? Do you know if Mr. Noel is disengaged yet? He's busy. Mr. Noel is just cutting off his wife's head. Do you know him personally? Only to look at him. But I've got to see him. I'll wait. I wouldn't. Once Mr. Noel starts cutting off heads, he never knows where to stop. You cut off your head as soon as look at you. Especially if you haven't got an appointment, and I'll wager you haven't. But you don't understand. I understand, all right. I haven't been on this stage door for nigh on 20 years for nothing. You want to be an actress, don't you? Yes. And you think if only Mr. Noel would hear you recite the wreck of the Hesperus, he'd make you his leading lady. I don't know the wreck of the Hesperus. Well, whatever it is, he won't listen to you. And if he did, it wouldn't help. 
You're a pretty young thing, but you can't act. That isn't true. How do you know what I can do? Because if you were a real actress, you'd have got yourself inside that theater, no matter what anyone said or did. Fair means or foul, as the saying goes. Now, you run off home and be a good girl and get married and settle down. But I don't... Come on, now. That's a good girl. Out you go. Oh, but... Out you go. Watch your step, miss. Why don't you try catching him as he leaves the theater? (laughs) (laughs) Through for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Wasn't soon enough for me. Cool off, Fred, my lad. Isabel, I'll wage you ten to one. Before the next year's out, that rotter will be Sir Robert Noel. And then we'll have him at the top of the profession. I'll give you boys another ten to one wager. By hook or crook, Sir Beerbaum will be moved out of his niche there on the wall. And we'll have our Sir Robert bigger and better hanging in his place. (laughs) The venom clamors of a jealous woman poisons more deadly than a mad dog's tooth. Shakespeare, my dear. Comedy of errors. Inferring that I'm jealous, Bob Joy. Did you by any chance notice that he looked up at the royal box? He was seeing things, my dears. A command performance. And then birthday honors. Just as you say, Freddy, we'll have to say Sir Robert every time we look at him. Sir Robert, indeed. The rotter. But such a clever rotter. Did you notice that new bit of by-play with the girl's hand? It's just a touch, but it's good. And before he's done with it, he'll have everyone believing it's great. I'll tell you a story. A good story. I got it from Norton who was usually a tight-mouthed customer. You know the yarn about his being the son of a naval sea captain and away from sea to become an actor, being cut off at the paternal shilling and all that? Come on, where's the joke? The truth, my dear Isabel, is that his father was a clown in a circus. And our Robert began life as a baby clown. (laughs) Yes, really. (laughs) Used to do conjuring tricks and turn handsprings. Uh, choo-choo, they build him. Choo-choo? <laughs> Why you two begrudge him his limelight, I don't know. Anyway, I'd keep it to myself, folks. Don't worry. We know when to keep our mouths shut, old boy. Noel has the vanity of a peacock. It's sort of pathetic, in a way. The greatest living actor on the English stage, and not one woman to love him. You know, that's one of the things he's looking for in this life, a woman to love him. It can't be done. No matter how hard he's struck. You're right, it can't. I'm a woman, and I'm telling you. Telling them what, Miss Keene? Oh, uh, nothing, sir. I, I was just... Never mind. You're not on stage. You needn't answer me. Bob Joy, is my car out front? Oh, afraid you've got to walk it, sir. Your chauffeur telephoned. He said the fog was so bad he couldn't even see his headlights. I prefer to walk tonight. And I can see my way in the dark like a cat. Yes, sir. Good night, sir. Good night, Pop Joy. Oh, oh I... Steady, the boss. It's all right. I'm sorry. You can't see a thing in this fog. Let me help you. Where were you going? Or trying to go? Nowhere. I was just standing still, waiting. For what? A bus? That would have been like waiting for a miracle. Yes, It was like waiting for a miracle. You must have been coming from somewhere. I was coming from the theater. The Imperial? Yes. Ah, so you're an actress. Oh, no. Just trying. The old man at the stage door said I couldn't be. Why not? You have a pretty voice. And I am pretty. That isn't conceit. 
one must know a thing like that. But I guess being pretty isn't enough, is it? It's a great deal. I... I tried to see Robert Knoll. I thought he'd help me. Do you know him, then? Yes. But he doesn't know me. I've been to every play he's acted in. I mean, since I've been grown up. Lots of times I've even gone without food to see him. That's the sort of thing one does for friends. He ought to know that he has a friend like that. He must have so many. He's such a great man. Greatness doesn't bring one friends. Why should you think he'd help you? Because he must have had a hard time, too. Oh, he would understand. I feel it. He's kind and and generous. That's not what they say of him. I don't care what people say. They're jealous. I know him better. You see, I've watched him. And if you go without things for someone, you sort of see deep into them. You... You... Well, you get to love them. <laughs> that sounds all silly. Like a stage-struck schoolgirl raving about her matinee hero. But I don't care. You mean you do? Might I see you safe home, miss? You can't. I haven't got a home. That's silly. One has to have a roof over one's head. It's a must. Not if you can't pay the rent. Mrs. Stokes said I'd have to pay or stay out. And I owe an awful lot. Oh, I'm a stupid dreamer, I guess. So I spent my last penny on a bus fare. On my last hope. <laughs> Isn't that funny? What's your name? Jenny. Jenny Rawlings. Jenny Rawlings. That's pretty. It'll look well in the theater lights. It never will. You can't be sure. Wonderful things can happen, especially in fogs. Not to me, they can't. Suppose you took a chance. Suppose you trusted a perfect stranger, Miss Rawlings. Oh, I'm sorry. You must have misunderstood me. I wasn't begging, don't you see? It was the fog. And look, it's even lifting now. It was like talking to myself. Why, I said things I wouldn't have said to anyone. I didn't mean to pour out my heart to you. Not even to Robert Knoll? Least of all to him. <laughs> I could never say, Mr. Knoll, you're great and good, and I love you. Now you're making fun of me. No, I'm not. I... What's the matter, Jenny? I can see now. You're... You're... Yes. Wonderful things do happen in fogs, as I said... Even to a little Miss Jenny. Are you hungry, Jenny? Don't make it smell too good. I couldn't wait. <laughs> what would you say to souffle? It's my specialty. Wonderful. Cocktail? Well, I... No. Great. I don't touch the stuff. Perhaps I'm afraid of it. Afraid? You know, they say all actors are crazy on some accounts. My father drank himself to death. He was a clown. He didn't want to be. He wanted to play Hamlet. All clowns do. So it broke his heart. Oh, I'm sorry. I... I was his last hope. 
But at my command performance, well, I'll imagine him standing in the wings, saying, well done, Robbie, well done. Will there be a command performance? There has to be. You know, Jenny, I've never told anyone all that before. It must have been a magical sort of fog. You're magical. Why are you so kind to me? One good turn deserves another. You were kind to me? I was. Could I be kind to you? I hope so. I mean, well, I'm nobody. What could I do? To begin with, you could eat my souffle before it falls flat. It's not used to being kept waiting. And don't talk. Then we'll have peche flambe à la no and real coffee. I'll wager your landlady doesn't make real coffee. Bye says she doesn't make coffee of any sort. Who's by? Oh, just one of the boarders. A young American. He dances at the Palladium. By heck the hoofer, they bill him. To be frank, I don't like young Americans. But I can't dance much, but I can do other things. You're nice. I've just remembered. There's a part in Henry VIII. It's, it's something just created. It's a girl's part. She's one of the Queen's retinue. A simple, lovely girl. Stand up a moment, Jenny. Pretend you're the girl. Now, you're watching him in the great scene where Catherine pleads with the king. You've heard ugly things of me. You've heard I'm cruel and treacherous and, and middle-aged. Not much to look at, you see. But in your simplicity, you've seen deeper than all this. I have. You've seen that I'm thwarted and unhappy. A great man who can trust no one just because he's great. Who isn't sure he'll ever find out what real love means. But who's always hunting for it more and more desperately. And suddenly it's as though I feel your understanding, your pity. I stop beside you and hand idly as I might pick up a trinket. And taking your hand is important because there our eyes meet. Yes. And in mine you see your future. That one day it'll be your turn with me. That I shall pour jewels and power into your little hands. And I shall be wondering if one day I shall corrupt you like the rest with my gifts. And if you will fail me, too. Don't... Don't I say anything? Mr. Noel, don't I say anything? No. You just acted. Oh. oh, Mr. Noel, how can I ever thank you? Don't cry, my dear. It's a bit of a miracle for me, too, finding you out there in the dark. I'll tell you about it someday. But now, my dear, I just want to make you laugh and then... Yes? ...send you home with a week's salary in advance. Your time with breakfast, dearies. Too much stuffing's not good for your figures. Taking inventory, Mrs. Stokes. So early in the morning, too. Mind your manners. Anyone seen Jenny? I'll fetch her, Mrs. Stokes. Do that, bye. Her breakfast is getting cold. Okay. Come in. Hello, bye. Jenny Rawlings. If I didn't know you for a God-fearing citizen, I'd say you'd been drinking. I have been drinking. 
Only this time it was nectar. Ah, come out of it, Jenny. Come clean. You've been up to something. I, uh, missed you last night at supper. Where, for Pete's sake, have you been? On the streets. Homeless, starving waif looking for a job. For the last time. Oh, you little idiot. If you were broke, why didn't you tell me? Aren't we friends? Aren't we something more? Aren't we? Darling, please. I wasn't broke. Not quite. But I had to make my own way on my own two feet. But you can't, Jenny. You weren't made for it. You're something someone should take care of. Me, for instance. All this bunk about acting. You're no actress. You never will be. That's what the stage door man told me. He said, if you could act, you'd act. So I went right out into the fog and acted. I acted the part of a poor little lost girl who runs into the great kind actor. Quite by accident. <laughs> The fog is so thick she doesn't recognize him. So she's able to tell him how wonderful he is. It was a magnificent job. He fell for it, darling. He fell flat. You little devil, what a dirty trick. Was it? But that's what the stage man told me. Fair means a foul. Perhaps it was a bit foul. But it didn't do any harm, did it? No, he's probably just head over heels in love with you. And he sounds like a pretty square guy to me. Oh, bye. He'd never fall in love with me. Why, he's old enough to be my father. Is he? You listen to me. You're going to marry me, Jenny. Oh, stop. You're hurting my arm. I love you, Jenny. Just give me a year on Broadway, sweetheart, and I'll settle down on a farm with cows and kids. You never would, Bye. I don't know much about American hoofers, but I'll wager they dance at their own funeral. Come on, fetch me down to breakfast. Everyone on stage, be quiet, please. I have an announcement to make. This is Miss Rawlings, Miss Jenny Rawlings. She's joined our company. He's fallen, Fred. See the way he looks at her? He thinks he's found the love of his life. That and a command performance would make everything perfect. Hmm, good looker. Probably can't act at Tuppence. What a ride she's taking him for. Perhaps to the church store, darling. Oh, don't be silly. She's in her twenties. He's in his forties. And no glamour boy at that. There's something our Robbie can't get away with. little scene went over big, darling. You could hear a pin drop. I was so excited. I guess I'll never get used to a big audience. You won't have to worry about that anymore, Jenny. Remember what we talked over last night? Oh. Oh, that. Yes, my dear Jenny. I want the world to know. The world? Yes, right now. Bob Joy, Isabel, Fred, come here. Robert, we'll make a scene of it. That can wait until later. When the season's over and we're established... You with your command performance, perhaps, and, and I leading lady. Nonsense. It's too good to wait. What's all this whispering about? We just wanted you to know that in a few days, my Jenny will be Mrs. Robert Knoll. Oh, really? Take your curtain calls, Robert. I'll, I'll run along now and see you tonight. All right, dear. But that was my last call. Well, we're through for the night, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow at nine. Sure. <laughs> oh, sorry to bother you, sir, but I almost forgot this special message came for you. Thank you, Pop Joy. Give it here. Yes, sir. 
Listen to this. We have just had a message from the Lord Chamberlain. Their Majesties will be present tomorrow night at a command performance. Is it? It's me. Bye. Just a moment, please. I uh, came in to congratulate you. I read about tonight's command performance in the papers. You're in the cast, aren't you? What's the matter, Jenny? You're all. Oh, by what's the use of fooling myself? Why I can't act, and everyone knows it. He knows it too. Oh, by, I've overplayed my act. I've made such a mess of things for him. For me. Di, marry me. Uh, aren't you getting your love life a little mixed? But Robert means nothing to me. He was just a means of getting somewhere. And now that I've reached there, I don't want it. I'll even quit right now. What's the matter? Don't you love me? Of course, of course. But isn't that playing a mean trick on him? That command performance, it must mean everything to Noel. He's counting on you. But, well, then I won't let on tonight, Bye. Afterwards, let's not talk about it anymore. Come on, I've got the afternoon. You can buy me a ring. That's what you can do. First act went over jolly well, Norton. I say, what's holding up the curtain for the next act? Why isn't Noel on stage for skew? But I'm going to find out right now. Stand by, will you, Freddy? Right oh, but on the double, you know. Noel. Are you there, Noel? Noel, whatever. And Jenny. What's wrong with you two? You've been due on stage for the last three minutes, Noel. Jenny. Jenny, how could you do this? How could you? Oh, Robert, I'm terribly sorry it had to be this way. Jenny, tell me. Was it a game all along? I... At first, Robert. At first. But it got beyond me. I never meant to hurt you. What is all this? Robert, you're on. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jenny. Robert, you can't run out. It's the command performance. Oh, Mr. Norton, I'm so sorry. Oh, what's happened, Jenny? What have you done to him? When he came in here and took my hand, he... I had forgotten to take off my wedding ring. I was married to someone else this afternoon.
You have heard I.A.R. Wiley's story, Command Performance, directed by Homer Heck. William Everett was heard as Robert Knoll. Lorette Philbrandt as Jenny. The musical score was conducted by Joseph Calicchio. Next week, same time, same station, Authors Playhouse will bring you Joseph Harrington's absorbing story of a woman's untold testimony at a murder trial. The Silent Witness. This is the National Broadcasting Company.